folks as i said in my last podcast mecca is not at all as it used to be for last 1500 years it is no more holy and just a money making tool for few saudis until 1970 the pilgrimage pilgrims from arab and non arab countries used to bring some artifacts handicrafts and gifts to cover the cost of hajj which was under agrupis 5000 muslims from over 30 countries were coming for uh, this ritual big numbers from indonesia where it is a tradition to perform hajj before getting married this handicraft business was a big help for poors and allah's guest but all this banned and stopped by force by saudis their assets confiscated if they bring it today and many put in jail this has taken away all the holiness from the city which is fakely claimed to be the house of allah in fact it is the house occupied by arrogants who respect nobody and although muslims particularly non arabs have created over 50 billion dollar business for saudis they still respect nobody beat and harass them on the road there is no concept of customer service in this house of allah and the people who bring them business and make them millionaires are disrespected badly not seen in any commercial trading spot that is why ulama from pakistan who have no self respect tell hajis that they should ignore all the abuses and hardships as they have been invited by allah if only it only sorry it only proves that allah is totally insensitive to miseries of his guests coming on his call after traveling thousands of miles is there any other god who could be so careless of his creation interesting coming back to the realities of mecca we like to tell you about few things number 1 it's very common narration of mullahs and arab traditions that muhammad and his companions did great job of getting mecca rid of all the idols inside mecca and claimed to be over 300 plus history tells us that there were many mecca like buildings many prophets who had their uh, followers with a distinct stone like white red black etc in al- in almost every other city and had a prophet uh, for their faith uh, doing nothing and making money so that was the case of mecca as well Um, they had a building with a black stone uh, and it's called hajr aswad means black stone in arabic and we'll talk about this and uh, tell you that it is really not hajr aswad anymore okay now the claim that the mecca had 300 idols is totally baseless it does not make sense mecca is a small building measuring 30 by 40 yards a total of 120 square yards Hundred square yard is not fit even for five to six people to live in. 
in this small room, you can't put more than 10 idols, let alone 300. So it is all nothing but fake claim. In those days, 120 square building will barely have one idol inside. There are so many occasions to go with an idol, uh, so many accessories we need to have with an idol. You can see that in any mandar uh, in today, in anywhere in the world, made by um, Indians. And by, by the way, while Muhammad went after idol worshippers, and Quran says, kill them indiscriminately, the Pakistani mullahs vomit hate every day against idol worshippers. Saudis are giving highest civil award to the most famous Indian uh, idol worshippers, their prime minister, a great and proud idol worshipper. It proves that today Mecca, Quran and Sunnah are all void in 21st century and Pakistani Mullah should also zip their ugly mouth against our great neighbor and their religious ideology. Looking further into Mecca, the foot imprints of Abraham meters away from the building prove it is a fake. You cannot build a room 30 by 40 yards by your kid while standing 10 meters away. This and similar dramas at many uh, religious places all over the world is clear proof that one that are just to fool innocent Muslims and make money. Number two, it's commonly claimed to be at the center of the earth where Christian God or Jewish Yavi dropped Adam and Eve. This funny claim is interesting because Quran does not even mention the wife of Adam called Eve or Hawa uh, in, in the book. Most Muslims do not realize that this earth is round, not known back then in 7th century, and everything is in the center of the earth. The place you are standing on right now or sitting is also at the center of the earth. Allah back then was very unaware of it, as was Muhammad. So, borrowing theory of creation from Christianity or Judaism or any other religion is no surprising. Every, as I said, every particle on the earth is at the center of the earth and Mecca is also in the center. So, this theory of center, being center, being very important, and very loving to Allah is totally baseless. Number three, because Muhammad and his uh, associates claim that Mecca is at the center of the earth, they change the direction of prayers from Al-Aqsa Mosque to Mecca. Since earth is round and direction of prayers is never towards the direction of prayers is never towards Mecca, unless you are in the vicinity of the building. Even the prayers in Medina the city of Mah Prophet, the direction is more than 100 miles away from Mecca. From Pakistan, the direction of the prayers is 2,000 miles away, out of the way from uh, Mecca building. Just take a globe and mark the directions and you will see 
you are with your own eyes that the, you, the, when you are praying, you will actually not uh, have your face or eyesight directing towards Mecca. You are directing towards the sky. Unless you redefine the direct, uh, direct line, uh, I mean uh, the direction as parabolic shape, no one is directing towards Mecca. His face towards Mecca is not towards Mecca. It is towards the sky. Check the uh, parabola in, on the net and you will see that this is how you are hoping that your direction to Mecca is going to. The reason why Arabs insist on uh, praying towards Mecca is to keep their control in the name of unity of the Muslims and clog Muslim brains, not to look outside the box. And they want to have their control over uh, non-Arabs and Arabs and uh, taking all the benefits which uh, make them more money. This is a totally absurd idea of directing towards Mecca and everyone should pray in whatever direction he or she likes. Because according to Mullah claim, the God is close to your, uh, your main uh, water vein, what they call it, uh, uh, the, um, the, the, the blood vein which goes to brain and uh, make your life working. Number four, as I said, the Mecca is an empty room supported by pillars. In Quran, Allah says he has made pillars to hold sun and stars so they will not drop on your head. But his own building cannot support its roof without pillars which anyone can see. We will discuss about this issue of heaven and the earth and what is the idea in Quran or in other religious uh, books later. As the, the, to enter the Mecca, uh, the, the, the uh, doors are only opened to corrupts and this is used by Saudis to bribe uh, non-Muslims, non-Arabs non and Arabs. And most of them are corrupts and killers, uh, head of states, big mullahs, but poorers are not allowed. No wonder Allah does not like poors and women. As Prophet Muhammad said, he saw more women and poor in the hell while he went to Miraj. What an Allah. We'll discuss about this in later podcast. As we discussed in last podcast, Mecca-centric Islam politics and economy is dangerous for Muslims, particularly non-Arabs. It's a recipe for disaster and Pakistan going in the wrong direction since the death of Qadi Azam is a clear proof of it. Islam in various forms from political uh, radical Wahhabism, uh, non-political like Barelvis and others, Sufis, Shias, and modern concept of centralized Islam 
only weakened Pakistan. Our neighbors like Iran and Afghanistan fell in this trap and are paying the price still today. And there is no hope or ray of light in coming future for both countries. Islam basically makes people absolute Arab slaves and takes away all human rights. We have seen economically that 70% of Pakistan's debt, debt is it doing business with Muslim countries. Our trade was always in positive with non-Muslim countries who also helped us in both technology, training and loans from the banks to bring a backward Stone Age area to a semi-modern living. As uh, one of my Sialkoti friends said uh, 30 years ago, that means the people who were riding on donkeys are now driving trucks thanks to Western countries because no Muslim country helped Pakistan in coming back to this modern world. As I said earlier, uh, that Islam basically is a religion which is racist, is fond of sexism where men are supreme and can even beat women. Homophobia is very common. Anti-women and anti-minority is rampant. And the mullahs who right now control the country they believe in seclusion from the rest of the world. They think what we are doing is perfect and we all should strive to go to Jannah instead of being successful in this world. The Pakistan Jinnah vision was a country which will be secular and progressive and no one will be discriminated on the basis of color, faith, language or creed. But it went 180 degree opposite what Pakistan was supposed to be. It, he said very clearly that Pakistan will not be a state run by theocracy, means mullah, because it is a system where things, all things are from Allah and no one is responsible for anything and cannot be accounted for. He very clearly said it will be a democratic society like civilized Western countries. Mecca-centric Islam is an absolute racist ideology where Muhammad and his family is supreme. Then come other Arabs and non-Arabs are lowest in race. The famous Hadith of Muhammad saying if only two men are alive, the caliphate will be in his family. This is what Islam is about. What could be more racist than that? Under holy cover, the lowest IQ mullah, because mullahs never work, they want to take others' money but they don't do business. 
that a low, low IQ mullah from Muhammad's family will be the ruler. We have seen this in modern world just 40 years back when Mullah Khomeini whose family came from India and falsely claimed to be from uh, Ali's family or Muhammad's family has imposed his family as an absolute dictator on Iranian people and their every right has been taken away. The country is in very 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 bad shape and there is no hope in coming future as long as these mullahs are in control and in the same context that's why we see so many sayyids qurayshis abbasids etc in pakistan who are considered superior or at least in their own imagination historical fact is no family member of muhammad ever came to india period the people from iran turkestan afghanistan central asia attacked india established their empires like moguls and the others in different areas and the mullahs with them established the mosque khanqas etc which worked as a spy center to help the ruler major sufis who came to pakistan and india were non arabs not even one is from the family of muhammad but they all had sayyid in front of them either front or the back nor is any saudi who controls saudi arabia today is from family of muhammad they were hundreds of miles away from medina and were basically shepherd and camel herders and never supported muhammad historically uh, their clan was against the rida wars these are the wars which uh, abu bakr started because when muhammad died lot of tribes went away from islam which were actually forced to join initially and then uh, abu bakr had to start a war to bring them back to islamic fold so the clan of these current saudis this is i believe is hanif or something they were against those zida wars and they never participated but now they control saudi arabia and call them khadime harmain or sharifain but actually they are doing the biggest bidat in islam and has sent have converted this into a commercial center The only Arabs we know who came to India were from Yemen which is very close to Indian uh, uh, coast historically they have traded with India for centuries most of them came to Indian Hyderabad Kerala and other southern states southern states some uh, Yemenis were imported by uh, the ruler of Hyderabad Nizam because he did not trusted Indians for his safety so his own guards were basically Yemenis later their families became mullah and then we saw many uh, scores of mullahs coming out of out of those Hyderabad areas uh, like Modudi and etc who claim to be sayyid but basically they are not they were all Yemeni and they were like beggars in Yemen i believe 
that's why they left the country and migrated to india to save to be the guard for nizam hyderabad it should be noted that muhammad's actual family is abbasid his uncle's clan his other uncle abdul muttalib was from a slave girl of his grandfather so when abbasid overturned and defeated umayyads in 8th century and one of the ali's grandson demanded that they should have share in the caliphate the abbasid caliph rebuked him and reminded him that he is not from muhammad's family abbasids are the real heirs as per sharia and as per uh, arab traditions in pakistan most of the muslim who came claim to be ali's family have no relation with muhammad real heirs the abbasids even none of the ali's family member ever came to india because most were mullahs and mullahs don't travel that much back then since they were making enough money collecting 20% zakat wherever they were so they would definitely not bother to come to india and face uh, some real challenges there were some other uh, non important people who came to india claimed to be from ali's family or mohammed's family and then they established big khanqas and madrasas and everything and then they fooled the people now we see in every other town in pakistan filled with these so called sayyids who are basically crooks fooling everyone they have created thousands of khanqas and money making ventures and become filthy rich they have grabbed thousands of acres of land claiming to be men of allah but actually the real land grabbers in the, in holy cover now their kids are in politics and disallowing most citizens of pakistan a fair chance in politics administration media and justice most government posts are served by these khanqa and khanwada owners we see prime minister gilani prime minister qureshi uh, minister saleh hayat murad ali shah uh, karam ali shah and this shah and that shah none of them have any arab origin at the most they have some iranian blood Afghani blood, Turkish blood, or maybe Central Asian blood, and even that is in hardly two percent of them. It is about time we do genetic tests for to finally tell people who they really are. According to uh, international statistics data, the world population has increased about 150 to 200 times since the sixth century. So if we take Muhammad's family they can't be more than 2000 strong and all of them should be in Arab world none ever came to India and even if anyone came to India India they did not come to the part we know as Pakistan since Muhammad's family was a mullah family and his grandfather was in charge of Mecca the we can understand that 
all the mullahs belonging to his family are somewhere in middle east or in saudi arabia the actual reason behind muhammad's success was the intelligence and dedication of his associates like umayyad's clan abu bakr umar khalid bin walid umar bin as utayba etc but if we look closely we will see that they used muhammad to make islam a total authoritarian theocratic ideology where everyone has to be available to caliph for war and is otherwise his house house will be burned that gave the absolute power to caliph and get unlimited warriors who could be used as war forders in the hope to get booty from plunderers which was plenty as in those days whatever they they occupied they took everything from women to cattle from wealth to kids everyone was enslaved under holy cover only when umayyad took over the caliphate they learned to live with other faiths and knew that since they cannot make everybody slave because they were in much more numbers than the arabs were they did not confiscate everything except some properties they just levied taxes on them and moved on that also helped them in expanding the empire little further because they worked with christians and jews who helped them and they established the caliphate and to expand it we will discuss this in later podcast how the tribal leaders victimized muhammad and call shots to subdue the other tribes not many people know that when muhammad fell they left him alone to die and he was not buried for 3 days and hardly anyone came to see him according to his wife aisha on the third night she heard the noise of grave digging and since his body was in bad shape shape his clothes got stuck to to his uh, skin and could not be removed so his cousin ali poured some water and perfume and did some rituals and buried him at the very place he died mullah today who is also victimizing muhammad to make money will tell us his associates loved him to death their absence during sickness death and burial say otherwise only nine people are documented to be in his final rituals we will discuss this in another podcast why arab caliphs created a new muhammad after four generation and created hadith and sunnah after 12 generations and all this is done by mullahs of that time and all they were doing is helping caliph fool people that is why the sharia law is very dear to kings corrupts and mullahs and is it is so bad god bless
just a correction uh, uh, prophet muhammad's uncle was abu talib and his grandfather was abdul muttalib uh, he was the in charge of mecca and uh, was a mullah and like uh, any mullah he loved women uh, he had many wives uh, from slave girls to actual married ones and uh, the famous uh, one is the one he married when he got his son abdullah married he took uh, uh, her daughter her sister uh, and married to him so father and son were married to two sisters and they bore two boys uh, muhammad's father abdullah uh, from his father and uh, hamza from his grandfather from the two sisters and uh, so muhammad was a kind of a cousin as well as uh, hamza was his uncle uh, to the two relations uh, just a correction god bless